Hello, and thank you for tuning in to today's service from Harvest Church in Silver City, New Mexico. We hope this encourages you and brings you closer to the Lord. Now, today's word from Pastor Clyde. Hey, good morning, Harvest Church. Man, I'm so glad you guys have joined us today. Happy Sunday to each and every one of you. Uh, hey, I'm excited. Today, we're starting a brand new sermon series called Beyond the Walls. And, you know, as we take a look at what it takes to be the church outside of these four walls, as, as we're going on almost five weeks now that we uh, haven't been together, um, what it takes to be the church outside of these four walls. Today, we're going to start with faith beyond the walls. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, faith beyond the walls. Hey, uh, I don't know if you guys uh, follow us on Facebook much, but uh, uh, last week um, at our house, we, we've had this problem at our house for a while now, but but uh, uh, at our front door, um, I noticed that there's a bird nest there, and it's been there uh, for a couple of years now at our house, and and but it's gotten pretty pretty ragged and torn down, and, and parts of it were missing and things like that, but um, I've noticed it every time I walk into my house, and, and I've never just gotten around to, to taking it down, because every year a bird comes back there and stays, but I noticed over the last couple of days that um that it had begun to take shape again and and what was once uh tattered and 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 missing pieces and things like that had begun to take shape again and i noticed that there was like some sort of cotton or fabric or something like that at the at the at the top of this nest and and as i was as i was looking at that i'm like man this this nest was once in bad shape but but now is beginning to take shape and then i noticed that there was a bird that had begun to nest there and uh and as that as that bird began to nest there, um, every day I'd come home and I'd see it kind of picking its little head out of the nest. Well, um, I was doing something outside and I left our front door open and the bird snuck into our house again. And I could tell as soon as I walked outside, I heard the bird fly and I didn't see it fly over my head. I saw it fly inside of our house and it goes right to our ceiling fan in our living room. And, uh, and I said, Ashley, I said, the, 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 the bird flew into our house again. Now you have to understand, we have had a bird fly into our house. This is the fifth time that a bird has flown into our house. And, uh, and I tell her, babe, I said, something, uh, the bird flew into our house. And, and so I went to go get the broom so I could try to, try to safely and, and nicely escort it out the door. Um, and I realized something that I am afraid of birds. <laughs> okay. And so I don't know if I'm afraid of birds, like in general or afraid of birds in a confined space. Um, but when I went to get the room, I came back, the bird is not on the ceiling fan. It had flown into Eliza's room. And so, uh, as, as that flow, uh, as the bird flew into Elijah's room, uh, I, I, I tried walking in there. I turn on the light. As soon as I turn on the light, it flies into the bathroom right next to Elijah's bed, uh, bedroom. And uh, so now it's in the bathroom and it is panicking. There's mirror in there. I think it sees itself. It's bouncing everywhere and it begins tired and it falls kind of, not falls, but just kind of flies down, sits on the counter. So I had this brilliant idea that I would, I would try and, uh, esc- uh, open up the bathroom window and try to escort it out of the bathroom window. And, uh, uh, as I do that, um, I, I realize my fear again of birds. Okay. And so, so the bird is, is, is on the counter and I, I get the broom and I try to, I try to get it out of the window. And I think we have a clip of that and we're going to show that right now. So don't laugh too hard. It's not the whole video. It's just a small clip of me trying to get this bird out of our house. So take a look at that. Uh. Come here, boy. 
All right. Well, as you can see, I was, I was a little afraid of that. And so, so, um, so, but we did safely get the bird outside and, uh, and now it's nest, nesting happily above our front door. And I think we have this understanding. I'll let you nest there if you don't fly inside of our house. And so, so it, it was very funny, but Elijah and Ashley, they were, they were laughing at me. But, but, um, as, as I was watching this, this beautiful bird, um, uh, prepare this nest for her, her babies or her eggs that she's about to, to have, I'm reminded that God goes before us, right? As she prepares a way for her babies, I believe that this is the same way that God prepares a way for us, that he goes before us. And all we need is faith. You got to have faith. Come on, sing that with me. You got to have faith. To faith. You know, you're thinking of the song. So uh, if you don't know it, Google it, whatever. But but I today I want to talk to you a little bit about um that, that we need to learn uh, because in these moments, in these times, I understand, um, that, that it's, maybe it's hard to have faith, right? Maybe your faith is being tested, but, but I know, um, we talk about this a lot, right? We talk about, well, you, you gotta, you gotta do this and you gotta do that. We know that with the troubles you're going through, we know the struggles that you're having, but, but today I want to tell you that we need to shift the focus, right? We need to shift the focus. I know some of you are going what feels through what feels like a drought. Um, and, and maybe for some, maybe it's a, a, a physical drought. Maybe you're just tired. Maybe you've been working extra hard or uh, maybe your job has is, is become stressful or, or whatever the case may be. Or maybe it's a financial drought for you right now, right? Maybe finances are tough and you're trying to figure out where, where is our, our, our next thing going to come from? Maybe it's a spiritual drought. Maybe, uh, you know, we have haven't been together in church or maybe you found yourself so busy you haven't had time to read your word or maybe your prayer time or your devotional time has been lacking and and listen I'm not, I don't say any of that to condemn or to mock or any of that I say that because I understand I know what it's like to go through those seasons to go through those moments where it feels like a drought but here's what I want to tell you you don't have to stay there right we although yes we may be in this time but we don't have to stay there as you know the other day I read a Facebook post um, from one of our church members. And I was really encouraged as she was talking about how in her, her and her daughter um, were at home and, 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 and they begin, they were sitting in their house and, and they began to just get frustrated, right? They were on their electronics and, and, and things began to worry and the fear and the anxiety and, and the, the, the thought of not knowing what's next, um, begins to creep up inside of them. Um, but I love how in her post, um, she, she had, uh, well, and actually she had actually been laid off from her job. So there's all kinds of things she's stressing about, um, and feeling, but I love in her post, how she shifted the focus. I want you to, un to, to, to understand that today, shifting the focus. And, and when she did, um, she began to praise Jesus for the blessings in her life that she has her and her, her daughter and her husband, um, and, and their kids and, and all these great things and that they have their health, that they have a roof over their head, that they have groceries in the refrigerator. And she began to praise God of all the things that they have. And I was really encouraged by that because sometimes we're in a drought, right? We understand that. Sometimes we go through times and maybe it's that season right now because there's so many, so much uncertainty going around, but I want you to count the blessings that you have during this season. Look around you. You know, I know that, that frustrating things with homeschooling right now, frustrating things with, with your job or, or, or whatever. Whatever the case would be, things you can't find that you need. But listen, count the blessings in your life. And, and as I was thinking about this and processing this and praying about it this week, I was reminded of a story in 1 Kings chapter 17. You can go and flip your Bibles there right now. Um, 
And I want to kind of give you a little bit of a backstory. There was there was a famine, there was a drought in the land at the time, and and so there was no rain, there were no crops. Uh, I'm sure the livestock uh, you know wasn't looking good. The wild animals were 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 probably scarce and couldn't find you know food or water even for them. And so so naturally in the natural, um, uh, we you know this would be a time where we'd say, hey, the, the, everything's falling apart. There's no hope. We're in the drought, and we don't know even where our next meal is going to come from. We don't know how we're going to provide for our family. Families. But just like many of you during this in the story in First Kings, they're faced with uncertainty. They're faced with frustration. They're faced with anger. But I want to remind you and encourage you today of the God that we serve, right? And that we serve a faithful God, that we serve a just God, that we serve a true God, that we serve a merciful God, that we serve a graceful God, that he cares about us. And and many of you may be wondering, where are the things that I need going to come from? Where are, uh, you know, where's my next meal? Where's, where's the money going to come from? Where's the groceries going to come? Where's daycare? How do I figure that out? What is? What are all the things, my job, all these things that we're worried about today? But I want to tell you something. Even though you can't see it, doesn't mean that something is not happening right now. We have to trust God. We have to shift our focus. And listen, when God called me into ministry, I didn't have anything. I wasn't some polished speaker. I didn't have, um, uh, you know, uh, anything really huge to offer. But what I did have is I had faith and faith got faith can get us through any storm faith can get you through your storm right we don't have to come to church to be you know to hear me speak and say oh now i have faith because you can have faith outside of these four walls and and faith will get you through any storm that you're going through and i want to tell you today Look, just because you're going through a storm doesn't mean that Jesus has left. Matter of fact, I would say if you're going through a storm, that means that Jesus is on his way. Jesus is on his way. We have to have faith because a lot can happen when we start with faith. Nobody or nothing can take away your joy and your faith. That is yours, right? The, the, I don't care if they fire you from your job. You can still have you can still have joy. You can still have faith that God is going to open up a new door for you, right? Maybe you're maybe you're struggling to, to provide and, and put groceries on the table. God will provide. I want you to understand that. And and I think we're even going to see how God goes before us as we read the scripture in First Kings chapter seventeen. And we're going to start at verse two. It says, then the, then the word of the Lord came to Elijah. Leave here. So what God is telling Elijah, leave here, turn eastward, and hide in the Kareth Ravine, east of the Jordan. You will drink from the, book, the brook. And I, you can also drink from the brook too, because that's the word of God. And I have directed the ravens to supply you with food, with food there. So he did what the Lord had told him. He was obedient. He went and uh, he went to the Kareth Ravine, east of the Jordan, and stayed there. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. Okay, I want to look back at, at verse four again because it says it says that that I have this is God speaking. I have directed. Another translation says I have commanded commanded the ravens to feed you, right? I love this because here's what it shows me. It shows me that God truly does go before me. If we look deeper, the scripture, we'll see how, if we look, look deeper into the scripture, we'll see how God works and how God goes before us, how God 
directed the ravens, which means to me, he spoke before he even spoke life into those birds, right? While they were sitting in a nest, just like that bird at my front door. Okay. As the, as the mama raven is sitting in her nest and she's about to give, uh, to, to, to release these eggs, to have these eggs in her nest. God spoke life, right? God spoke life to those, to those birds before they were even hatched. God, uh, created them to bring food to Elijah. Okay, so so during the drought, God said, I'm, I'm going to give birth. Who knows how big these ravens were at this time? But it could have been years, right? And God, but when God uh, spoke life to those birds, I'm going I'm to bring uh, these birds to provide, to be the provision for Elijah during the drought. Yes, it would have been easy, and it'd be easy for us to fear right now. It'd be easy for us to, to look at the negative, and, and, but, but if we look at what Elijah is faced with, we will see that God truly does go before us when, when we obey and we have faith in God, right? So, so Elijah heard from God and he said, and God told him to go here. This is where I'm going to provide. Do this. This is what I'm going to provide. Had Elijah not been faithful, okay, he, he, he would not have had what God provided for him. I want you to understand that. We have to be faithful, right? Faithful in, in our prayers, faithful in our time with God, faithful in our giving, faithful in our prayers, faithful in our devotion, all those kind of t- things we have to be faithful for from because, because what we are, 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 are getting, what God wants to bless us from may not come from a source that we expect. Okay, I, I want you to see that that God may use something that was birthed in another time in your life to provide for now. God has given you skills. God has blessed you. God has 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 given you resources in your life, right? And so so He wants to get us through this drought. If if we look um, if we look to the world as for for our source, we will be let down. If we pay attention to the negativity and all the things that surround us, it'd be easy for us to lose our joy or to lose our faith. But that's where we have to understand that that we trust in God, that we have faith in Him, that we're going to obey Him, and that we know that we serve the source. I heard that in a in a in a prayer or a podcast. One of the things uh, one of the pastors said: we have to know that God is our source. And I love that because, because God truly is our, I mean, here, Elijah is hungry and the birds, the birds bring him a two piece and a biscuit. I mean, could you imagine being hungry and God has directed you to go here and God, God says that, that they brought him a two piece and a biscuit in the morning and the night. God goes before us. Come on, somebody say a two-piece and a biscuit. You're at home now, so look, you, you can eat. I know when we're in church, you start getting hungry, but God goes before us. I want you to understand that God goes before us if we obey and we're faithful to him. That's what we have to understand. So let's pick up in verse seven, because I want you to see that um, another part of this uh, of this chapter, right? God provided for Elijah in one season, okay? But as we shift, I want you to see that God even provided in the next season for Elijah as well. So we pick up at verse 7. It says, Sometime later, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. When I read this scripture this week, I, I, was, um, I was talking to a friend of mine that had, that had lost his job. And, and I was thinking to myself, uh, as we're praying and, and, and I'm praying with them, um, I was reminded of this because sometimes God will close a door so he can open another, right? And I want you to understand this. So what God had provided in one season may not be the solution for the next season, okay? So so as sometime later, the, bro- the brook dried up. So what was originally God's plan for Elijah 
has now shifted and now God is moving them on to something better. I hope that speaks to you. I know I'm speaking to somebody today. Um, maybe you lost your job. Maybe there's some uncertainty in your life. But don't look at that as, as man, this is the, the end of the world or whatever. Look at it as this is God providing for me for the next season of my life. Because here's, here's what I see in the scripture. Sometime later, the brook had dried up because there had been no rain in the land. We want, wherever we're at, we want it to be fruitful. We want it to be honoring to God, right? So so understand that. So we're still in the drought, okay? I want you to see. So sometime later, the brook had dried up. God speaks to Elijah, says he wants to go somewhere else. So God speaks to him again and says, Go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon, okay? And stay there. So Sidon at Sidon, okay? I have directed... A widow, it's it's better when, when people laugh. Right? Pastor Tim's behind the camera right now. He's laughing, but it's better when y'all laugh. So laugh at my jokes, even if you're not here, okay? So, okay, so go at once to Zarephath, the region of Sidon, and stay there. Check this out. Highlight this in your Bible. I have directed, again, I have directed or I have commanded a widow there to supply you with food. God is already providing for Elijah in this next season, Okay. So, so God goes before Elijah once again. Come on, say it out loud. God goes before me. God goes before me. So he went to Zarephath. When he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? She said uh, she was going to get, uh, she was going to get it. And he, he called and said, bring me another biscuit. Okay, bring me in, uh, bring me some bread. He, these biscuits must be really good back in the day, okay? As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread. Okay, I don't have any biscuits, Elijah. Only a handful of flour and a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I want you to understand that. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a, a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. All right. I want you I want you to look at this scripture here. Let's pause here for just a second, okay? She is gathering sticks preparing to die. Okay? To her, her season is over. Her life is over. She is ready to give up and and just quit. Okay? And she she tells Elijah, "All I got is a little bit of oil. I got a little bit of flour. I'm going to make some bread for me and my son and then we're going to die." Okay, so so I want you to see that there's doubt in her mind, but God quickly shifts that in her life. In verse 13, Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said, but first make a small loaf of bread for me. I, lo I love Elijah in this because he is he's about to get his biscuit. Okay, so he, he's, he's not going to give up till he gets his biscuit. From from what so so make a small loaf of bread for, and bring it to me from what you have and bring it to me and then make something for yourself and for your son. I believe that that one thing that we're good at in this church is loving on our city. Okay, and as we see here, um, where 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 Elijah is saying. Let's make something to benefit somebody else, okay? And, and, and I love that because God, God is using Elijah to encourage 
this widowed woman. Okay, just like God uses us in this church to, we're using, we're encouraging this city. We're loving the city. This has been an amazing week. Where, where I don't say any of this to boast on us or to boast on our team, but to simply to boast on God of what God has allowed us to do. That we've been able to bless people. On uh, we went and blessed cashiers on Monday just to love on them. Uh, we've blessed uh, school teachers. We we've uh, given away a couple of bikes. I mean, God has blessed our church, so we want to bless the people. We want to do something for our community because a small smile can go a long ways, right? And so, so God, um, Elijah is 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 being um, encouraging to this widowed woman, and he says, "Bring me a bring me a piece of, of, of bread. Bring some bread, and then go make something for you and your, your son." Okay, in verse fourteen, for this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. The jar of flour will not be used up, and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day of the Lord sends rain to the land. I want you to understand, God will provide throughout the drought. Okay, there's a promise right there that nothing will run out until, now that we have to be responsible, right? Um, but nothing will run out because God will provide through the drought. And verse 15 says, she went away and did as Elijah told her. So there was food every day for, not some days, but every day for Elijah and for the woman and her son and her family. Okay. For the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry. In keeping with the word, the Lord had spoken by Elijah. I want you to look back at verse 12. It says, I don't have any bread. All I have is a little bit of flour and a little bit of oil. To her, her, her little was nothing, right? To her, her little was nothing. But to God, your little is everything. I want you to catch that today. Be faithful, right? Be, be, understand and trust and faith. And, and I want you to catch this today. It wasn't about the bread, right? Elijah already knew because God had spoken to Elijah that he would be taken care of, right? So I want you to see it wasn't about the bread for Elijah. It was about Elijah shifting the widow woman's focus, right? Just like we, we talked about earlier, shifting that focus of what, what seems like the end of the world, what seems so desperate, what seems so hurtful, what seems so discouraging. Elijah says, look, listen, go and make this bread. By her making the bread showed her that God would provide. It showed her that, that no matter what, nothing, that it's not going to run out because God had already spoken to Elijah. Elijah knew the promise that he had. And listen, he didn't speak to the woman yet. Okay, but 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 Elijah shifts her focus, right? So God used Elijah to speak to the widow to encourage her, and 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 yes, her thought was just, I'm just going to get some sticks, and we're just going to go and die. And but 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 I want you to see again that God goes before us. God goes before you, and He shifts our focus from doubt to faith. I want you to shift your focus from doubt to faith. We we got to have. Faith, come on, sing it one more time, right? Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. We know what faith is, right? So yes, we may not be able to see it today, but do we trust that God has gone before us? I want you to see that this lady was the provision. The ravens were the provision for Elijah that God had sent. But I want you to see also that Elijah was this woman's provision because her thought was 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 that that i'm just going to go and gather some sticks and die if we read later on in the chapter we don't have time today you can read that on your own 
we see that Eli- um, that this widowed woman's son actually dies. Right? But what does Elijah do? Elijah goes and brings him back to life. So yes, God sent Elijah to the woman to feed his stomach. But, but also God sent Elijah, or God sent the woman to Elijah to feed his stomach. But God sent Elijah to the woman to feed his soul. To feed her soul, right? To speak life to her, to know, speak life to her son, to understand it, to shift the focus. We don't need to worry about, uh, about anything, honestly, because God has already gone before us. I hope you believe that in your heart. He knows the needs. He knows the things that we'll face. He knows the fear and the anxiety and stuff like that that we're going to face, but he is preparing a way for you today. He's preparing for you. He's already creating provision. He's already going before you. I believe during this season that God is drawing us nearer to him, right? We're we're now focused to draw closer to God, to to read on our own, to to read God's word, to pray, um to focus, to shift our focus onto him. And look, you may be struggling in your life, but I want to tell you, you're not alone. You have a family here at this church. Maybe we haven't met yet, but you are family. We are praying for you. We do believe in you. If you need uh, a a specific prayer, you can get on our website and we have, we have a, a, a link there where you can click on and get somebody that'll be praying for you almost instantaneously. We want to do that because we care about you. We care about you. We we know what everybody is going through. But this is the time, church, as we say every Sunday, let's go be the church. This is our time to be the church outside of these four walls. Okay? This is our time to have faith outside of these four walls. I believe it. I hope you believe it. I'm encouraged by what the Word of God says. If God can provide food with ravens for Elijah, what can he do for us today? Right? And and as we pray and we seek the face of God, we I know that God will reach out his loving hand and provide for us. That is the God that we serve. So look, if you don't have that personal relationship with Jesus, I want to encourage you today. Let's not wait another day. Let's, let's, let's pray right now and let's get God into your heart. Come on, if that's you, just raise your hand and let's confess together and let's pray. Father, I love you and thank you, God. I thank you for my brothers and sisters, Father. Today we come to you, God, and we we are lost, hurting, and broken, God. But today we declare it. We are no longer sinners, God. Today we are bought with the blood of Jesus. Father, I speak life today, God. Lord, we, we pray today, Lord, from this moment forward, that we will live a life that is pleasing to you, Father. Lord, we declare it. We speak it with our mouth that you are Lord over our lives. God, that's what you said in in the book of Romans, God, that that if we confess with our mouth, we will be saved. We have to believe it in our heart. Father, we believe today that you are Lord over our lives and our heart. God, we declare it. We speak it in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, if you believe it, say amen. Say amen with me. Thank you so much. And what a beautiful day today. Look, shift the focus today. Have faith and know that God is going before you. I love you. I believe in you. I miss you so much. Ashley and I, we can't wait to see you. Hey, uh, do us a favor. Join us on on social media. You'll hear more about that later. But listen, we want to connect with you guys. We miss you. Can't wait to see you. Have an amazing, blessed Sunday. Thank you for listening to today's service. If you feel led to give or would like more information about the church, please check us out at harvestsc.com. And tune in next week for more. We here at Harvest love you and pray that God will bless you and keep you. Harvest, go be the church.